duck-billed Sethopus. Is he mammal? Is he reptile? Is he beast? Does he secrete a venom from his teats? I have two glands behind my ears that secrete a milky liquid. This is a fucking mess. I feel good about it. I'm 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 all straightened up, have a clear view, sort of. <laughs> You're very hope. well put together today. You're wearing your well, we'll get into it here in the episode. Uh, oh, you can I do don't want to spoil it pre episode. I'm gonna unbutton and you can get into it. I'm, I'm gonna wait <laughs> thirty seconds until we get into the episode. And Welcome to Lyrics to Go, the podcast where we take a deep dive into lyrics that are questionable at best, but have largely dodged public ridicule until now. I'm Mark, and I'm here with a very handsome Seth. How are you, Seth? I look good in the motherfucker. Well, so you did a tour. You're here straight from a tour. I did. And you're wearing your tour best. For your tours, you wear your fancy uh, fishing shirt tucked into your jeans. You have your hair combed. You're wearing some... Comfortable, yet nice looking. Would you call those loafers or those loafers? They are called chukas. Chukas. That's what they're called. Oh, chukas. 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 Yes. Okay. This was yeah. a question on the podcast. I think. Yeah. On yes, it was on. Yeah. Uh, no. No. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Uh, it did come up there. It's a great question. I loved it. Yeah. I, one of those instances where I'm screaming at my telephone. So you you came here straight from. Sometimes you'll come here from, you know, your your regular house kick around clothes maybe a ratty dolphins shirt not looking like what i look like today no but you i mean of course people respond better to well put together seth they people tend to pay attention when you present yourself a certain way i mean as you get to a certain age you recognize that so you have to reflect it and and i've i've come to find that it works i like to come over here in dress down feeling good maybe some sweats I've done it in slippers, I've done it in flip-flops, and it feels fantastic. But today, I'm giving you something good to look at. Let's give them something to talk about. I am watching Peep Show, uh, which I told you about. Uh, It's a British show. Uh, It is very, 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 very funny. Uh, I was laughing to tears uh, earlier today while watching I need to get with you after this and find out how you're watching it. Yeah, Tubi. Uh, I will uh, hashtag not an ad. T-U-B-I. Yes. There is tons of stuff on there Mm -hmm. and there are commercials and i'll tell you um that you know i it makes me kind of miss a time of commercials it has made me more engaged with the show while it's on knowing that there will be a break in action where i can check my phone and a lot of people now don't remember a time where we were forced to watch commercials and now commercials have become such a like a bygone thing but um, I, I, I kind of like it. I, and, and there's a little countdown thing, so you know how long you have. And it has made me sit there and just focus on watching the show and knowing that I'll have a commercial in the beginning in between episodes and a commercial in the middle of the episode. A respite, so to speak. Where I can go, yeah, where I can go and I can pause 
can take a little longer if I want to. I can run to the bathroom. I can grab a snack. Which I was just going to say, coming from a family of five boys, very close in age together, and only having specific TV times at, at certain mm. you know scheduled TV times, it was the moment where all five jumped up and ran into the bathroom at the same time and <laughs> yeah. crossed streams like Bill of Murray course. and Egon. Yeah. You know, yeah, oh, it was just uh, all of us gathered Maybe someone the outside in the back <laughs> <laughs> going piss against the house. Not going to say it didn't happen, but yeah. Right. It was, it was a moment to think. It was. It was. It gave you a moment to reflect at times, too. Um, however, uh, in the in there is an episode where one of the main characters, Mark Corrigan, um, uh, has, uh, has been offered, he's kind of a, uh, he, he's, in some ways, like you, he is a huge history buff. Okay. And this girl that he's interested in comes up with the idea for him to do tours because it would be very much up his alley. I'm watching this and they, afternoon. They want him to um they want him to do one based off of Sherlock Holmes. And they're like, Oh, he would need to use like the big pipe. And he's like, That's actually factually inaccurate. He didn't use a <laughs> pipe like that. And uh, you know, they're like, Oh, and they're like, Oh, it's elementary. And he's like, He actually didn't say that. <laughs> And uh, yeah, he's like calling them out. And so it, it reminds me of you and Lee and me like um, and Fletcher and a couple of other people that are kind of like, you know, uh, factoid alert. You oh, know? It just it, it, with other people that are not us. It gives them such agita when you say, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. And I hate to be. Yeah. And I hate to be a white guy saying actually because that's kind of like the white guy credo <laughs> i try to keep it to myself unless i think it's actually going to be actually, actually. going to be something interesting um so it is a very funny show i it's and it's six episodes a season nine oh, nine seasons well because the brits know how to do it man yeah, yeah, yeah. short episodes where every episode is good rather than 12 episodes at an hour and a half yeah i no mean commercials yeah there are yeah. some american shows that do it pretty close to right but mm. that's why i wasn't terribly upset when shows like breaking bad and and better call saul had shorter episodes like all just right watched, uh, real quick i just watched andor and i didn't know it but that was 12 episodes and those are action or like they're they were good stuff but i thought maybe they could have tightened it up yeah maybe probably yeah but we're not here to talk about andor yeah would it be great we're not here to talk about peep show Boy, i can't wait to find out and we're not here to talk about your wonderful tours if you ever come down uh for any reasons please make sure that you get in touch with true tours and request a tour with seth glad you remembered of course yeah are you kidding me i took it myself you you did i had a hell of a time you and tim and joey we are here to talk today and boy, is this a doozy. We're here to talk today about the song, and it's a hit song, Barbie Girl by Aqua. What's your relationship with this song? I hate it. Um, yeah. Always have, always will. 97. is going to change with that. 97. I remember, I think I remember the first time that I actually heard about it, it came up on an episode of Howard Stern. I was listening to Howard Stern had just come on to 96 K rock in like 96 or 97. And I remember hearing it and they were like, Oh, there's this song from Denmark and they played it. And I remember thinking, Ugh, God, that sucks. That's Uh the worst thing I've ever heard that, you know, that produced dance pop that I'm still not. There are songs now these days that I, that I hear that are the produced dance pop, you know, the synthesized stuff that, that it kind of get me and, and I, and I like, but nope, this one just has maintained that, uh, you know, spot in the corner that I'm going to forever reserve for plastic sounding shit like this and actual shit. Yeah. I um, mean, this is definitely a song made for doing drugs and dancing. Too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I didn't think we were going to have a lot to when you said it last week, I was like, <laughs> and I was, I was kind of, you know, we, we need to get back to, you know, doing what we do, talking about lyrics that are shit because last week we did 
lyrics that were incredibly good. You just might not have, you know, paid attention to. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, we, some we good feedback on that episode too. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. For those out there that did. Um, and I just, I really enjoyed that, but I was like, this is what we need to do. This is what we need to get back to. And when you announced it, I thought to myself, boy, it's that's, we're not going to have a whole lot to say about that. Oh, bullshit. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> There's I, some shit going on with this song. I will definitely, you know, I never cared for the song. I don't think I've ever listened to the song all the way through unless maybe I was held at gunpoint <laughs> or something, um, at some point in my life. Um, the song is based on a threat. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it is. Yeah. Again, it's one of those I had never really been into. I, I'm not into electric electronic music anyway, really, to be completely frank with you. It's fine that people like it. I don't think it's not music until I may have been under a certain <laughs> says the guy who loves Casio tone for the painfully. Well, alone. that's different. I mean, this is is it different? I think so. Yeah. OK, well, I'll, and I'll, I'll tell you, I think the main difference is that I think most electronic music is not is not lyric based. I would the say that's goes the to big the beat. difference. Yeah, dance. This is Euro pop. So it's a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, obviously I'm anything I'm saying is, uh, you know, I hold the right to change my mind and there are <laughs> obviously always little differences. Cassio tone is a guy who, if you, if you're unfamiliar with Cassio tone for the painfully alone, it's a guy who plays a Cassio tone keyboard or later on, tries to mimic the sounds of a Casio tone using like a drum sampler and playing just a Casio keyboard. But he originally got into it as a uh, writer, a movie writer slash director who wanted to have a different way to tell these stories. So they're very largely lyric based and very largely story based. And they're good. Um, and they're, they're we very, both agree very good that they are and good. very depressing. Um, but it's not really something that you put on just to dance to at a party. But you could take those lyrics away and I would still say to you, ain't half bad. It's not half bad. Yeah, um, I would. I would. I, I think so. I think there's electronic music out there that's redeeming. Not a lot. Like you said, when it's produced now these days, the vast majority of it is just beat based. It's all just, you know, out there to make you dance. And it does. And a lot of times that synthesis, synthesization, I hope I'm saying this right, synthesized sound just comes off as it, it has a a not real or natural tone that I think is unpleasant to those of us that create music in a more organic fashion, in my opinion. A natural tone for the painfully alone. Very much so. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think there are a couple of differences. I, I, I agree with you. It was not until maybe I've had, I've been under certain mind-altering substances <laughs> where I was like, oh, okay. I get it. I, I can see why someone likes this. Call your girlfriend. While you're not, then. I'm in the corner. You know, Robin, anything right. Robin is, you know, that's all. Yeah, I mean, again. There are examples. I just, yeah, I think that, you know, maybe we're talking specifically EDM or house music versus some stuff, but there is some stuff that is made just to be danced to. I guess kind of like Heya, you know, where a lot of people thought that this is a song just to be danced to when there was actually a big story going on underneath. Right. This song's story is basically a Sophie's choice between <laughs> is it is is the song about misogyny or is the song about being like borderline pedophilic um, or is, you know, like there's any meaning you can get from the song is not a positive one. Is it making a statement on something? I think it is. Is so, it tongue in cheek? Yeah. So let's talk it- a little bit about the band mm. um, first. 
Um, I don't like them anyway. No, neither do I. Uh, they are Danish. Um, they are a Euro pop slash dance pop band. They're not out there doing what Danes should do, which is make fucking furniture as shit. They're out yeah. there with these damn keyboards. They, uh, they started in 1989 as a band called Joy Speed. Uh, it consists of four members, uh, Renee, Lenny, and Soren, uh, and Klaus, who's no longer in the band. Uh, not entirely sure. I'm pretty sure they are still an active band. This kind of says something about the band when fucking Klaus wakes up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I gotta get out of Klaus here. is like, get me the fuck out. Well, they broke up and reformed, and I think Klaus was like, thanks, but no Wait thanks. Wait a minute. People um, need furniture. Hold on. <laughs> they released three albums, Aquarium, Aquarius, and Megalomania. <laughs> so, Which... Once again, speak volumes. Tells you tells you everything you need to know. Um, from their first album, Aquarium, the third single uh, was Barbie Girl. And they had two other singles. They are huge um, in Norway and from their home country. Uh, they had two other number one hits there beforehand, and they've had hits since. How? I don't know. They have sold an estimated 33 million albums and singles, making them the most profitable Danish band of all time. Ugh. I mean, I don't know a lot of other Danish bands, to be honest with you. That makes me want to just clean myself with a giant loofah. <laughs> makes me just want to scrub myself, scrub a couple of inches of skin off of me. That they sold 33 million fucking albums. Makes me think about wanting to rethink eating pickled fish or some shit. Yeah. Whenever you hear that, like, whenever you say something like that on this show... Where you go like they're like the number one selling band in Denmark or Norway or something. It immediately reminds me of uh, Spinal Tap, where where Nigel Tufnell walks in after trying to you know make up with the band and goes, "Sex Farm just hit number one in Japan. Maybe we might want to think about taking it over there." <laughs> you know, it's just uh, it, it just trying to rationalize. And I don't think we are, but trying to rationalize anything by saying it's number one here usually doesn't wind up very good. You know. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is not a. It's it's not a good. It's Mark, not a good did look. you know that their very first single that was ever released in 1994 was called "The Itsy Bitsy Spider"? I didn't. <laughs> as Joy Speed, as I think as Joy Speed. Yeah. So yeah. the the story goes, they were Joy Speed. They started getting a little bit uh, of success, but they became disillusioned, and then basically broke up and rejoined together as Aqua when they released Aquarium uh, and released this song. Uh, Topped the charts worldwide, particularly in European countries, such as the United Kingdom, where it was a number one hit for four weeks and remains one of the best-selling singles of all time. In the United Kingdom, Seth, reached number two in the group's homeland and peaked at number seven on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, where it remains Aqua's biggest hit single and their only one to reach the top ten of the Hot 100. It is Aqua's most popular work and was also performed as the interval act in the Eurovision Song Contest of well, 2001. Eurovision rears its ugly head on this show again. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. Um, the singer... So glad that we don't fucking care about that shit, man. The singer Lene Nystrom uh, was in a relationship with Renee Diff, who plays Ken mm -hmm. in the video. And is also the voice, I believe, of Come on, Barbie, let's go party. We'll get to I'm that. I'm sorry I did that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I almost blacked out when you did that. Um, 
so they were together. They got separated, and then she started dating Soren. <laughs> And then they were together for a long time. So you're telling me Klaus got left out? Yeah. Oh, poor Maybe Klaus. Maybe that's why he quit. <laughs> he was like, well, I like to I like to be positive, optimistic, and say, and now he woke up. Yeah. Klaus woke up. Uh, this song was written after um, Rosted, which is Soren, uh, went to an exhibit on kitsch culture in Denmark that featured Barbie dolls in particular. Um Per, according to the singer Lene, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right, by the way, so I apologize. Uh, Renee came up with the original lyric, come on, Barbie, let's go party. And we wanted to put voices to the dolls and imagine what they would say to each other. So <sighs> Lene, the girl, is the one that's doing the ha ha ha, yes, yeah. is the one that came ooh, up with eventually ooh, what, ooh. what Diff would say. No, Diff is the one, Renee is the one who said, come on, Barbie, let's go party. Renee. She came up. Yeah, that's the that's the dude with the stupid hair in the music video. Oh, that's is that? I thought that was Soren. No, isn't it? It's a Lene, not Renee. There's Lene, who's the chick. Okay, Renee, who's the dude with the dumb hair, and then Soren, who is the one who <sighs> went to the kitschy thing. God damn you, Scandinavia! And then Klaus, who's just fucking off in the corner, throwing all kinds <laughs> of wrenches in the works. Yeah, god damn, they don't make it easy. Also released something called the Bumblebees, which is a single. It went to the top, uh, Europe and Australia. Um, it followed with a fourth single called We Belong to the Sea, which should be titled We Should Be Thrown in the Sea. Um, once they, they should be thrown in the sea, by yeah, the way. I do agree with was that. was planned as a potential... F- oh, man. It's just... The names of these songs are just as basic and simple and childish as Barbie Girl, of all of them, man. Yeah. It really gives you an indication of where these people are coming from, from the very, very beginning. Not good. I'm, I'm ashamed of you, UK. You gave us the kinks. You gave us... The Beatles, you gave us the Rolling Stones, so many great bands, and then this sits up at the top. This shit sits at the, it floats to the top like a horrible turd. Yeah. Like a plastic turd. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, as I mentioned before, I don't know that I've ever listened to the song all the way through. Obviously, I knew the parts of the song that everyone knows. I never really knew what the verses were. When I... <clears throat> had heard from somebody or someone gave me the idea of doing this i looked up the lyrics and i was appalled i felt like a parent finding out their kid listens to anal cunt (laughs) and being like i'm sorry my child listens to who you're a parent and then looking at the lyrics and being like having almost a stroke you were a parent that was looking at your child's phone reading their texts for the first time at 14 years old and going this isn't my kid um so this song was released. It was a giant hit. If you are too young to know, um, well, first, uh, that makes me feel incredibly old. And second, uh, that I'm doesn't sorry bug me that, as much as the horror. I'm, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry that we're doing this to you. Um, the re- critical reception of this song was largely, I guess, positive, apparently. Um, it was. And it really was. A lot of people, I think, were kind of gleaning something from this. And this is something we'll get into. I think a lot of people are trying to say that this was making a um, making some kind of statement um, about women in these times. And at the time in 1997, I guess, thought that was okay. Now, we're going to be touching on some touchy stuff here. And a lot of people have a lot of different opinions about this. There was a time where a lot of people were getting plastic surgery and the automatic opinion about about people getting plastic surgery was negative. That 
you must have had something kind of wrong with you to want to get plastic surgery. Um, you know, whether you wanted to get, you know, lip injections or a Brazilian butt lift or whatever, um, that there was almost something like mentally wrong with you because you wanted to succumb to, um, you know, what society thinks looks attractive. Low self-esteem was trumpeted often. Yes. Now, I think that that boat has left far, far away. And I think looking at this song now, um, or I guess I should say looking at plastic surgery now, I think it's much more widely accepted and the attitude is more. If you, if getting lip injections or getting your boobs done or whatever is going to make you feel better, you get a short time on on this earth. If something like that is going to make you feel better, just fucking do it. And it does. And if it succeeds in that. And there you go. Yeah. So that is why I mentioned earlier misogyny. It seems very, very targeted at if you are someone who is trying to look like a Barbie, then you are. Uh, well, there are a couple of words that we'll be getting to here in the words that are um, in the song that are in the song, yeah. um, as well as some other just very creepy, very weird um, stuff. The little alleyways that we have to jump into along the way. Yeah. Before we get into <clears throat> the song, I also want to talk about the music video. You want to do that at the beginning? Well, I just want to talk a little bit about it because okay. I need to just go ahead and express because I've been holding it in. Renee's hair in the music video makes me blackout angry. It, As a matter of fact, the way he looks just in general, and I hate to be, I guess, especially after we just get them talking about the whole, you know, self-esteem thing, blah, 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 blah. Looks, yeah. But who am I but some fucking fat dude living in Cape Coral, so Renee's not going to hear this probably. Um, God, he just, he, the way he looks in the music video, and maybe he's playing Ken. This is Diff. This is Renee Diff. Yeah. Yes, his name is Renee, not Diff. Well, but, I mean, when I read articles, Diff. they they list him as Diff. Oh, well, they yeah. Really do. Well, maybe they're differentiating between Renee. I'm just glad we're on the same page now, but you're right, and I agree. He, he's he got tired eyes. He's got, he's got hair that has grown only around his... I don't even know how to describe it. He's only left the hair on his head around his ears... And he's bicked the rest of his head. So he has these two little hair wings. And it makes me so fucking angry. It's like a tribal tattoo of hair. Yeah. A minimal, just two little um, that go down the side. And it looks like it, maybe it wraps around the back. I'm not sure. But it is, it's, it, it looks like I want to do something. It looks like he said to himself, I want to do something that's way over the top, that's very unusual, that nobody's seen before. Because, Mark, I don't, I haven't seen that before. I haven't seen it since either. Um, and I want to do this. And so it's like, it's, it's out there. It's loud. It's somewhat making a statement, I suppose. But it's, it just, it comes off all wrong. It just looks bad in the worst way possible. Like you said, it, it, it made him like just, at at the at the apex of unattractive, and he's doing a lot of dumb face stuff that I'm yes. guessing is supposed to be on purpose. But man, if it, I, I don't know if it's supposed to make me hate Ken, but I do. I have I a theory really about. It. I have a theory about the dumb face stuff. Okay, it's. It, I mean, I was going to save it for later, but I'll go ahead and bring it up now. Bring it up right now. I think that he is kind of imitating 
and and overall, they're they're a little. If you look on the, at the video, there are these little um, Japanese characters. They might be Chinese. They could be Korean. I don't know. Right. But there's little Japanese characters whenever they put up somebody's name when it says you know Lene or Nystrom or whatever. There's and and um and it kind of paints a picture to this thing that they have in Japanese culture called kawaii, which is um an example. Oh yeah, yeah. It's everything. It's manga, anime. Things like Hello Kitty and Pikachu. It's anything cute. It's like a culture of cuteness. Right. And you've seen some of, I think, you've seen some of these expressions that he is doing in, you know, like if you ever saw that MSK or MEK, that that old, that um, that Japanese physical game show. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. you'd see MGK. I, th- I can't remember the name of it. Please forgive me. Maybe I'll fix it in editing. But the, you see them the making faces like this. I think he's aping her on these faces that they're making in this kawaii culture. I think that they're drawing off of that um, in a, an exploitive way, in my opinion. That's interesting. Um, the music video and I think the song are all done in aquascope. Whatever that is. Thank God they came up with that term. Thank God they came up with that term. Um, But maybe you're right. All I know is that it makes me very angry. Um, You know, the fact that they are using kanji or whatever they're using to kind of show you, like, when something is Japanese, they'll show something in, you know, in kanji and then in English. Uh, Maybe that's what they're doing. Uh, The music video is also unsettling because he rips off her arm. And uses her own hand to say, come on, Barbie, let's go party. And that's disconcerting as well. Uh, let's go ahead and get into these fucking lyrics. Let's do these lyrics, motherfucker. We've got the intro. Um, we've got, uh, you know, the car revving up. Hiya, Barbie. Hi, Ken. Do you want to go for a ride? Sure, Ken. Jump in. We can talk about this shit. We can. And we can start talking about it. Um, <clears throat> as far as for an expedition, exposition of a song, I can think of... Nothing worse. I can think of nothing more uh, uh, just bland and, and terrible as, hi, do you want to go for a ride? Playing on the you know stereotype that every girl just wants to find a guy with a nice car. Mm-hmm. It's shitty. Mm-hmm. It really, really is. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would say when, it, when people think of Barbie, the first thing they usually think of is all the stuff that you can buy with Barbie. Mm. Because I think Barbie was supposed to be kind of like the first material girl. Um, we will go into their battle with Mattel later on, which is a very fascinating um, subject and shit uh, in and of itself. But uh, maybe we're playing a little bit here again on, you know, this uh, this material girl, uh, and that she needs to have the guy with a car to to lure her. Um, we don't really know what her and Ken's relationship is like at this point. No, um, it's I guess, early. Yeah, I guess yeah. we can we can imagine that they've known each other for a while. Uh, what hurts is I know I've read about what they say about each just about every part of this, and I got to hold off on it just for now, just for now. But it's 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 making me fume a little bit. I'm yeah. not like going off, you know, here, but but it's 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 making me fume just a bit when when I hear what they had to say about it, even years later. But go ahead, Mark. I'm a Barbie girl in the Barbie world. Life in plastic, it's fantastic. You can brush my hair, undress me everywhere. Imagination, life is your creation. Come on, Barbie, let's go party. I was going to do it in the diff voice, but I'm like, I'm stopping now. I can tell you're going to get sick. <laughs> I'm going to have to get a bucket There is out here. something where he goes, 
Come on, Barbie. Let's go, Barbie. <laughs> it's that better when you do makes it. Makes me so fucking angry. <laughs> God, it's so stupid. And the fact that it happens over and over again. Like their voices are made to annoy me. Yeah. One of them is in like the fucking dog whistle register <laughs> and is just like s- severely overacting in a lot of it. The other one is just this guy fucking talking like a fucking doofus. This song was recorded in a Danish frequency that only people <laughs> with taste can hear. <laughs> and it's just it's just like to make you throw up or shit. It's you know, like, like the brown note on South Park or something. <laughs> it's, gonna, it's it's like is the dress blue or is it white? And it's like if you're if you're in if you're in the the finger countries, if you're over in like the Scandinavian countries, you it sounds it's the dress is blue. Uh, in Europe, if you're in America, the dress is very, very much whatever the other color was. <laughs> you're telling me they don't like meatballs or aqua. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm a Barbie girl in the Barbie world. Is it the Barbie world? I'm not, I'm not That's sure. what it says in our trusty old genius. The singer lives a life not unlike the famous Barbie where everything is all right and people live carefree, easy lives. This line spawned one of the most hilarious court cases in music history where Mattel parent company to Barbie sued Aqua for damaging the doll's reputation. Again, we will get into that later on. Okay, okay. Um, So, yeah, setting the precedent for, um, you know, what what the narrator, what the what this person's life is like. And then life in plastic, it's fantastic, um, which, you know, is could be seen as a double entendre it could life in plastic it's fantastic mm. um meaning one like living in this plastic life of barbie this two synthesized world indeed yeah two um plastic surgery it, it could say that it it it's it's uh knowing that you know they they went to this uh exhibition in denmark you know that had to do with plastic culture or or this Barbie culture and stuff like that. I realized that they they might they might have I don't know I didn't get a clear answer on this from the interviews, but they might have actually picked that up from there. But we do know that they are going to the ladder, or I mean the the, the uh, yeah the ladder of what you're talking about about you know plastic surgery and 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 referencing things like that. We do for a second have to bring up you know um, the where this all came from Barbie. Where did it come from? Just for a second. Um, it was a husband and wife couple who this husband saw his daughter playing with dolls and saw that they were all just dolls and thought to himself, wouldn't it be great to have something where it's like she's playing with a, a grown up girl, a girl that's, you know, not necessarily a little baby. And uh, and so he, he came up with this idea and started to market it to Mattel. And and they, of course, came up with it. And um, and the fact that what spawned this is the idea and it came from, I think, what a lot of certain people with red hats would refer to as the best time in America. Yeah. You know, the, the, the fabulous fifties and the stuff great like time, that. the great time. Yeah, exactly. Um, that, that just, this is, this is the view that we see of as genius would say life being carefree and easy sucks. We yeah. know that we know that, you know, there is more to life than just acquiring material things. And that's that we so early in this, in, in our recent history and the history of people that we know uh, dreamt up that this is this is in, in, in the formative years of our parents and grandparents. This is what we aspire to really, really sucks. And it sounds like it's being celebrated in the first 30 fucking seconds of this song. Well, I mean, I will say this uh, life being easy and carefree 
may be fine um, if it's easy and carefree for everyone, not just white men. Yeah. yeah. And if it is not built on the backs of other people who are not white men. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and so, you know, that's one of the big, I think, issues that we have or that I have with people talking about like when times were good is it's usually white men and occasionally white women talking about when times were good for them but not really taking into account how times were for everyone else yeah yeah you know whether they are asian uh in internment camps i don't want to i don't want to hispanic people or black people or women uh who you know were treated like second class i don't want to pigeonhole it as white for this reason this is the only time i'm going to bring this up because this is a an ideal that was packaged by a very, very few, by a, a very, very, very few, and they were white. But it was packaged to eventually everyone, not just white people. The majority of the people that built themselves off of this were, although there were others, but it was packaged to disadvantage people that were eventually going to be taken advantage of. Now I know that that and and most and most of the people that ate this up were like you said white men, um, and and took this this ideal and and made it their own, but at the same time, I, I'm I can't sit there and say that a lot of those white men were not victims of this as well. They were there were uh, of this of this. Outlook. Well, we're talking about this. What are we talking about? I mean, when I say this, I'm talking about this view of. Our lives in the 1950s, you started to see a middle class be born. You started to see that's fair. Yeah. Uh, you well, I, I mean, and you know, I you can definitely add rich white men to that. Yeah. Let's let's but let's for say the that. most part. I mean, class definitely has a lot to do with it. However, it is much easier for a middle class white man to become rich. And, Not arguing that, and to be part of the club than it is. I mean, now the club is much more open, as we can see with some people like Dave Chappelle, who have Kanye gotten West. rich and are kind of above race because they're rich. They're part of the because they like, shot like, themselves like into the that famous stratosphere. like the famous thing that. Um, George Carlin would always say it's a great big club and you're not in it. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> um, yeah. which is another another big part of it. However, we're kind of getting uh, I know we're, we're going straying off here a little bit, but um, we get our first very creepy line here with you can brush my hair, undress me everywhere. Um, so I guess we have Barbie or this Barbie girl kind of giving carte blanche for this person to do whatever they want with her. Um, and we start kind of getting into. You know, whether whether we're trying to make a comment about the specific Barbie girl or about Barbie girls in general, and this is where we kind of get into misogyny. This is where we get into women aren't people territory. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the which being the father of a daughter hits home. Uh, yeah. You know, it, 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 I'm going to get into to something that I was going to save for later. In, in the interview that they did with Rolling Stone back in April of 2022, they say that it's all tongue-in-cheek, that every single line is tongue-in-cheek. I mean, that, that it's all that it's just a commentary. It's being ironic. It's, it's going against the grain. Uh, there comes a time when your tongue-in-cheek or ironic song, um, whether you like it or not, it's how people perceive it. It's not what you meant. Yeah. And, and this one, it, it, it represents 
all things that are superficial, whether they like it or not, it, whether it was written tongue in cheek, and that's how it's that's how it's accepted, and that's why this shit sucks. Yeah, um, when you know when you put your art out into the world, you are making it open into interpretation for every single person that receives your art, and you can be fine with people doing that, or you can hate it. Whatever you want to do, it's up to you. But people are going to take it and interpret it whatever way they want to. And this has the ability to be interpreted many weird ways. Um, and kind of like what I was getting at earlier, we don't know, I guess, entirely if this is supposed to be this one person, this one Barbie girl who is talking about their own experience. But I think we all see this as being one person kind of as the spokes woman for all Barbie girls everywhere. And it is a pretty fucked up and skewed view. They tried to make a statement. Yeah. And in my opinion, failed miserably and just, and, and it, and it fell into what they might have been railing against. Right. It just became fodder for, for what they were fighting against in my opinion. Yeah. Um, you can brush my hair and dress me everywhere. Imagination. Life is your creation. What the fuck does that line mean? I don't know how it relates to the rest of what they're trying to say or the irony that they're trying to present or 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 for that matter, even in the overarching theme of the plasticness of the song. I don't it doesn't really it doesn't necessarily fit. Um, there's not very much and there's there's not very very much imaginative that I can think of when you're talking about, you know, Barbie dolls. It's all just put out there for you to put stuff on you know to to dress and change so i do get those parts but life is your creation I, I, it doesn't really it's it's a line that definitely doesn't fit um yeah i, I mean it sounds it like does. it's it's trying very hard to be they might be trying to be deep deep yeah, <laughs> yeah like imagination life is your creation yeah. it's like you just told me that i can undress you everywhere <laughs> like it sounds like what you were kind of prompting for me to do is for my creation to be getting you naked so I can stare at your weird doll body. Non-parts. <laughs> I shouldn't say weird doll body, but, you know, I guess I'm thinking of the actual Barbie that doesn't have nipples. Or, um, or parts. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I'm sure 90% of the people have known that if you pull down the pants on a Ken or a Barbie doll, there's no parts there. Uh, then we've got the stupid come on Barbie, let's go party. Um and uh, we've got another chorus. I'm a Barbie girl in the Barbie world. Life in plastic is fantastic. You can brush my hair and dress me everywhere. Uh, but imagination, life is a creation. Then we have our first verse. Um, half Barbie, half Ken. Mm. Uh, I'm a blonde bimbo girl in a fantasy world. Dress me up, make me tight. I'm your dolly. You're my doll, rock and roll, feel the glamour in pink, kiss me here, touch me there, hanky-panky. This verse just really upsets me. Yeah, it's it, it, there's like an odor that's coming out of my yeah. phone from this damn thing. It's, it's really bad. It's like, I, I don't know, maybe make me tight has some sort of, and I'm oh. serious about this. I'm serious. I'm serious, Mark. Maybe it has some sort of meaning in fucking Europe that it doesn't mean here. 
you know, like in the in English translations. Maybe, maybe there's, I, 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 but I don't think so. I don't think so. Either. I don't think so at all. It's it's such a troublesome damn line when you're just talking about a bimbo girl in a fantasy world, dress me up, and you're my dolly, and then all of a sudden, right in the midst of all that, make me tight. Uh, it's yeah, and the fact that the so all right, let's start from the let's that's start the girl from the singing. Jump. Yeah, yeah, the girl singing. I'm a blonde bimbo girl in a fantasy world. Just coming right out saying, I am a bimbo. Um, the uh, genius annotation basically lets you know what a bimbo is, which is generally someone who is attractive, but is a little airheady and non not intelligent. Dress me up. Make me tight. I'm your dolly. Uh, most Barbie dolls typically have tight clothing on. Matching the doll, the singer is fine with showing off her body as long as Ken pledges his undying loyalty. Uh, I don't see anything in here really saying that she is asking for him to pledge anything. There's nothing. As a matter of fact, I'd say most of the rest of the song is just like, use me as a fuck doll. Yeah, that's what comes off. Yeah. Totally. Which Completely. is very weird. Which is shitty considering that a lot of this is just directed at kids. Kids everywhere in 1997 danced yeah. around to this fucking song. You know, it, fuck this that. song reminds me of like why they had Joe Camel not be... On the cigarette character packs, for yeah. cigarette packs because when a kid goes oh barbies barbie girl i love barbies let me listen to a song and then it's like fuck my whole rock and roll eat my shit suck my clit <laughs> it's like what the fuck is going and like like little kids are trying to get their hands on this because they love barbie dolls <laughs> so what are we doing here where we're like oh yeah this is a barbie song let's talk about make me tight and like fucking and that line um feel the glamour in pink now there's two ways you can take that one is feel the glamour while she's dressed in pink the other is the one in the pink two in the stink variety the, where you're feeling the glamour the anatomical pink in her in her anatomical pink yeah and that's what that's that's all you can draw off from this stupidity yeah, that's you're, all you you're my doll rock and roll Upsets me because what does rock and roll have to do with anything? And doll and roll don't rhyme. <laughs> you're my doll rock and roll. Maybe they do in Denmark. I don't know. Rock you're, and roll. You're my, you're you're my, my doll, doll rock and roll. You're my doll rock and roll. Feel the glamour in pink. Kiss me here. So this is him t telling her because this is him singing. There has never been kiss a time. Me here, touch me there. There's never been a time in this world where a guy has said, kiss me there. And he's not referencing. You know. Dicks. He's not, Ken, or his dick. There's other that one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm a blonde bimbo girl in a fantasy world. Dress me up, make me tight. I'm your dolly. Now, I do want to take some time here, just to say. Uh oh. I do understand. Got to straighten that, up for this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do want to. Uh, I do want to say that I do understand that there are people that are into submissive type relationships, and that's fine. If you are in a relationship with someone where you fucking in the bedroom like to <laughs> Seth, I would Seth is like a fucking mini meltdown while I'm talking. Well, for a reason. Well, Go I was just going to say, I mean, if you're the kind of person that likes to when you're in the bedroom or whatever, if you like to be told what to do, um, that's fine. I, I, I don't want to come off 
I, I just I don't feel like that precedent is really set here. No, that's and what that's, I was getting. And to. that's kind of what I mean. I guess she does say I'm your dolly. So I guess she is kind of like telling him, like, do whatever the fuck you want. But again, it's a kind of a weird precedent to set where you're also talking about how you're a bimbo. It it just seems to conflate these things. Plastic surgery, like it almost like an A plus B plus C equals D thing. Yeah. Where it's like plastic surgery also equals being a bimbo, also equals being someone's fuck toy, also equals not being like pre- you know like knowledgeable of what's going on it's superficial shithead math yeah I that's mean, what it is it's that's basically what... putting all this it's like creating like a and i'm using huge air quotes here perfect woman it's like what they would have made in weird science you know what i mean where yeah, it's yeah. like make me a woman with these measurements who um you know is too dumb to realize i'm cheating on her if i am and you know uh, is willing to make me dinner and will let me touch her whenever I want. Yeah, who will let me jump on her when and I come home drunk. And who's eager for me to touch her. Yeah. And then everything goes wrong because, you know, she's like too needy for him after a while. And Like we said at the beginning, not a human. Yeah. Not a human. That's what it all is getting down to here is that what they're presenting is just is not a, a human being. And, um, you know, I guess if you want that, go out and buy a fucking plastic fuck doll. Yeah. yeah, I mean, really, I, nobody's going to come down on you, I think, in this day and age for that. Nobody's going to come on down on you for being submissive. It's not being presented here. Yeah, they're not singing about a human being. And 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 like I said, or I mean, or I, I would I would say that maybe it is what's being presented here, but to a, a weird degree. And I, I just don't know exactly how to put it. So that we were getting down to the bridge. You can touch. You can play. If you say. I'm always yours. So this is now like we're setting the precedent of like, you can do anything you want with me as long as you don't leave, which I I will say earlier, I said that there was no real precedent set that, you know, she is asking for his undying loyalty, but it Mm. seems in the bridge we are Mm. that as as long as you say, I'm always yours. She doesn't necessarily say that someone else can't be his as well. So we're just going to imagine that people have turned this song off before they got to this part. I have. Yeah, I mean... Generally speaking, it, I have. It, it, and and it, still, even with it in there, it sends a shit message. Yeah. Uh, so now she's just saying... This song sucks. You can, you can do with me whatever you please. And this, this also kind of... Uh, and again, I don't have anything wrong with, you know, this... The problem here is that this is not just submissive in the bedroom. It seems like this is like a woman who cannot fend for herself in the world. And it's just like, please just don't leave me. It's it's kind of burgeoning on like begging a guy to stick around and yeah. desperation and like, just please, whatever you whatever you Which want. Once again, is pitiable and not human. Yeah, and I mean, and that's a different story than being submissive in the bedroom. This is kind of submissive in life. This, yeah. Um, and I, you know, I guess if that's your fucking thing, whatever. But um, it's not healthy. It's, I mean, it's definitely not something that uh, is, I think, put in a very healthy way here, at least. Um, I'm a Barbie girl in the Barbie world. Life in plastic. It's fantastic. You can brush my hair, undress me everywhere. Imagination 
Life is your creation. In case you haven't picked up on it, there are choruses ad nauseum in this oh, damn song. Plenty of them. And then we have our little breakdown, which I can't stand. This is this is fuck, this is one of the worst parts. Come on, Barbie, let's go party. Uh 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 yeah. Come on, Barbie, let's go party. Ooh ow, ooh ow. Come on, Barbie, let's go party. Uh 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 oof. <laughs> you gonna see be what a, you need a bucket? Yeah, you need <laughs> Come uh, on, Barbie, let's go party. Just some breakfast. Ooh, ow. Oh, Jesus. And that ah, 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 is done in the most obnoxious tone. Yeah, the only the, the only tone that's more obnoxious is come on, Barbie, let's go party. Yeah, true. True. It, that mean, is worse. That's actually worse by a mile. It's just It's all terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Then we Get to the second verse. Make me walk, make me talk, do whatever you please. I can act like a star. I can beg on my knees. Come jump in, bimbo friend. Let us do it again. Hit the town fool around. Let's go party. Make me walk, make me talk, do whatever you please. Uh, calling on the ability that you have to animate Barbie, you can move her legs, you can talk mm-hmm. for her, you can yep. treat her like a little dolly, mm-hmm. you can you know be a, a, a child and deal with it, and do whatever you please, because the little kids, whatever they want to do with them, they can do that, and it's innocuous. The and most innocent line in the song. And it's, and it's they can do, you know, the, and, and uh, um, you can act like a star, Then it's all got to be ruined. I can, I can beg on, on my knees. Well, for starters, Barbie's knees don't bend. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> the real Barbie. Maybe they do now. Maybe they. I. I don't know. I. I know. I, my daughter's had quite a few Barbies. They don't bend. Okay. Yeah. I mean, at least within the last five years. That's fair. Yeah. So, but that, then asshole has to show up. Tribal strip of hair asshole has to come jump in. Bimbo friend. <laughs> bimbo friend. Uh, let's just take a moment. Just. Bimbo friend. What in Sam hell is going on with referring to? I mean, I know she called herself a bimbo. That was bad enough. But it's one of those things I think where you go, no, you're not. Barbie. Don't don't say that about yourself. You're not a bimbo. You are, you know, you're smart. But instead, he's just like, hey, bimbo friend. Like, who gives a fuck? Can we agree that I don't think that this is ever, this is maybe the first time in, in the history of the English language that we ever heard somebody say bimbo friend? Yeah. When referring to a bimbo, I've only heard women and men refer to them as a bimbo. You just always, sadly, assumed that it's uh, a female. You know, well, or, and definitely, and definitely, they're not your friend. Well, usually you don't have to try and rhyme with jump in. That's true. That's the problem. I'm not here. trying to do that shithead math. That shithead poetry. Let us do it again. Again, like very uh, does not roll off the tongue from friend and end. No. Come jump in. Bimbo friend. Let us do it again. <laughs> Hit the town. Fool around. Let's go party. Uh. It's just fucking gross. It's it just is. weird. <laughs> Whether you're talking about fucking a doll or making dolls fuck each other or. <laughs> The best case scenario about the song is that it's someone who's making two dolls fuck because at least that's like a normal activity when children are like feeling out, you know, what sex is and their emotions toward it. Or they might have seen that's the best case scenario walked upon something. It's also the least likely scenario. Yeah. This song is about I think we just have to kind of face it. 
it is about saying that women who get plastic surgery are Barbie girls who only desire to be fuck dolls. Yeah. Who only desire to be used. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, again, I think that's like a bygone um, uh, way of thinking for most people. And I'm thankful for that. I know plenty of people that have had plastic surgery for a number of reasons. And even if it is so they feel better about themselves, fuck it. Even if it is so they're more attractive to guys, it's none of anyone's fucking business. Yeah, there it's, you go. It is not something that needs to have a fucking Which, song. I wish we had it. a rubber stamp that we could hit our phones for every single, you know, every single verse that comes up. None of anyone's fucking business. Not your fucking business. Not your. I mean, we, we need one of those. Then we have um, just the, a bunch more bullshit. I thought you were referencing the hit the town fool around. Let's go party, which I mean, in reality, just falls into oh, the well, same other yeah, shit. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's just it's more a guy saying, hey, bimbo friend, let's, you know, hit the town. I'm picking you up to, to fuck you because you let me do whatever I want to you and then I'll just drop you off and. We'll do it again some other night that I decide put to. Put you in the recycling bin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'll uh, put you in your, your carrying case, and uh, I'll take out my little suction thing and pull all the air out of the bag and stick you in the closet. And... Hell, tomorrow I might sanitize you. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a good girl, I may you're... give you a good scrubbing. Yeah. Maybe I'll make you walk and talk. Maybe I'll use soap. Uh, um, you, you can touch, you can play, you can, if you say I'm always yours, this time she says it twice. If you, t you, if you can touch, you can play. If you say I'm always yours, then we have some come on Barbie, let's go parties. And we got more choruses. I mean, at this point, this is the thing with, you know, music like this, by this is in the, large part, this is the ad nauseum part. This is just people yeah. dancing high on ecstasy ah, 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 yeah. or not. If you like the song, just straight, God bless you. I don't know how, but you do. Or if you're a seven-year-old innocuously dancing to it, not knowing what they're talking about. Yeah, loving. I mean, that's what, this is where. Has uh, has your daughter ever listened to the song? Yes, and she doesn't like it. My, I, I, I'm telling you, man, and I don't want to brag too much. I realize how much I do this. But God damn, my child's got good taste in music, man. And and it's, well, I mean, you and you and your wife both have good taste in music. Yeah, so. I mean, she's the first <laughs> one to help. run over and you know put on Weird Al, and I'm just like, oh. her yeah. favorite band is ELO, and I'm like, turn it on anytime. You know, it's I don't have to deal with too much. That's that's there. There are some that that are questionable, but you know, I don't have to deal with too much of it. Um, no, she didn't really like this song. Thank God. She actually said she didn't like. I remember her telling me. Then we have the outro. Oh, I'm having so much fun. Well, Barbie, we're just getting started. Oh, I love you, Ken. Um, so she is. As she's in love. Love comes into some, into the equation in reality. Uh, Ken Ken Carson is a Mattel toy doll introduced by Mattel. In 1961, as the fictional boyfriend of toy doll Barbie. I love how they say fictional boyfriend. Yeah. Guys, this is not, just so you know, this is not real life. Not in reality. Um, Barbie ends the song by telling Ken she loves him. Um, yeah. Um, very, very uh, on the surface. No me real meaningful love. And which is, I think, you know, in keeping with the song, um, a lot of people say I love you and don't mean it. So maybe there's a lesson to be learned here in that, you know, you, you do have to watch out for shitheads. And, uh, Indeed. Yeah. So we've reached the end of the lyrics. Now. 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 Mattel sued the band, saying they violated the Barbie trademark and turned Barbie into a sex object, referring to her as a blonde bimbo. 
Aqua claimed that Mattel injected their own meanings into the song's lyrics. In 2002, a judge ruled the song was protected as free speech under the First Amendment and also threw out a defamation lawsuit Aqua's record company filed against Mattel. It is famously noted that the judge advised, quote, the parties are advised to chill. Which is maybe the best thing that's come out of this entire story. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, but did you hear that? what it just said in that um, judge also threw out a counter-defamation lawsuit? Which tells me something, that they are the shitheads. They are. They care that they're making, that, that, that there's a dollar to be made out of this. That there is, that, that, that well, they care what people are thinking. You I, know, I, defamation I, says we care what people are thinking. I don't think they care what people think. I think they are interested in getting money if they can. But yeah, but it this de- is probably, Aqua's probably their only real cash cow. So they're like, <laughs> you know what? Like, if we can make money, I think as uh, automatically when you find out that a judge is ruling in your favor, you're just like, no, actually, you're the asshole. Yeah, exactly. It's you who's the Which asshole. Which makes them an asshole. Well, yeah, I mean. You are right, though. They're looking for, we did not collect the moose this year. We need some money off the song. Um, so a couple things that I want to note about um, this Mattel uh, situation. One is after suing them, um, Mattel announced that they were changing Barbie's body for the third time in history. Okay. Only the third time, the new body had a bigger waist, slimmer hips, mm-hmm. and breasts that were shrunk, shrunk to an honest B cup. Now, they had always said along that her body was not meant to make women feel like they were, you know, that this is the, the ideal body type. Then they, they always said, anyway, that the whole purpose of her being dressed the way or being shaped the way she was is to make her easier to dress and easier to you know, yeah. pose or what have you. Yeah. But I do think it's interesting that this song and kind of Barbie being equated with bimbos, etc., um, made Mattel for only the third time in history change uh, Barbie's body type. This was the catalyst for the change, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that is. I mean, that is interesting. I know. Uh, I should. I mean, I should mention that many women over time, especially feminists, have had a h- issue with her proportions being like exaggerated, un- unrealistic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, you know, I do think that it's interesting that this happens, and you know, the song comes out. And then a short time after that, they change Barbie's body type. Uh, is that chance? No, I no. It's know. obviously in response. There's no doubt about that. Um, Mattel is, you know, they're going to, they've shown a willingness to, you know, lean into the times and, and what's uh, and what's happened, sort of, I guess. Um, but they do address things. Um, did you see somewhere, I don't know if you saw somewhere, um, but that they wound up using, Mattel wound up using the song? So that was the other thing I was going to mention. Yeah, so yeah. So Mattel, in 2009, released a series of advertisements and a promotional music video oh. of the song that they sued Aqua for. They su- uh, Aquifer. They, <laughs> they sued Aqua mm-hmm. because they used the song, and then they turned around and used... This song with a mod- with modified lyrics as a part of a new marketing strategy brought in to revive sales. Um, now, despite this, as I mentioned last week, this song will not be used in the Barbie movie that is coming out. And I'm very curious to see what the Barbie movie 
um, what their take on Barbie is um, and how uh, how this gets uh, figured out. Um, how it gets implemented if it does. Well, I don't think it'll how be implemented. They, how, but how it will be addressed by the... I'm curious how Barbie will be addressed um, in, in the movie because uh, the movie is being done by Greta Gerwig. Um, and it was written by her and Noah Baumbach. What? Yeah. Are you serious? Yes. Okay, so it's going to be different. It's going to be different. It's, it's going to be, be weird, and it's Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling. Wait, Margot Robbie? Yeah. Well, I'll mm-hmm. be watching. <laughs> and Will Ferrell will be in it as well. Oh, good. And Rhea Perlman. And oh, Kate awesome. McKinnon. Awesome. So there's going to be some good people. So it's, it's going to be very, very weird, though. By the cast, it's worth seeing alone. Indeed. Yeah. Um. So very, very strange um, that Mattel, after trying to sue them, turned around and is now using the song. Uh, But that's the way it goes sometimes. Talk about being the assholes. What's your creep factor? It's it's some people that are trying to knowing that it's some people that are trying to make some sort of shit statement, some some tongue in cheek. As they say, I want to quote them on that. She said it's tongue in, tongue in cheek. That's some that's a term that gets bandied about very, very loosely. I think when people are trying to explain away the, the, themselves away, maybe they did have those intentions at the beginning. But ultimately, what it's what what matters is public opinion. I had this whole thing that I was going to say at the end, but I, I went to it earlier. Um, I, I referenced it earlier. I'm glad I did because it can just get down to. It is just them, or so they say, trying to send a message. It doesn't matter. Ultimately, um, it comes off as creepy, whether they like it or not. So it's not astronomical, but it's way high. So I'm going to say 7.5. Blender um, uh, listed this as one of the worst songs. um, The 33rd worst song ever. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Run for your life. It's the 50 worst songs ever in a section entitled Scandi Weijin Pedo Pop Alert. Irk. <laughs> they suggest that, quote, perhaps the gambit sounded acceptable in helium huffing singer Lenny Nystrom's native Norwegian, but that, quote, in English, it's just plain wrong. They labeled rapper, in quotes, Renee Diff's yeah. Basso Profundo. Fitting. Come on, Barbie, let's go party is the worst part of the song, and I am inclined to agree. Uh, yeah. This song is fucking creepy through and through, and I think it actually rivals Rod Stewart. Way. This is no. very, very, very fucking weird. I feel like it is Ken, or whoever is supposed to be the stand-in for Ken, taking advantage of a, I don't know what, Barbie, I I am not a hundred percent sure what the situation in the relationship is here, but I'm sniffing it out and it ain't good. I'm gonna give this song a nine point Whoa! I think this song is exceptionally creepy. How often are her you ratcheting up higher than mine that much? Her her Rare. referring to herself as a bimbo and him saying, "Yeah, you're a bimbo." Um, the uh, you know the general misogyny that is laid out. The um, the viewpoint of women who are wrapped in plastic, um, just kind of like fitting them all with this this bimbo. I don't give a shit. Do whatever you want to me. 
I'll succumb to anything. I can beg on my knees. You can hear it's still making not me done gurgle. throwing up over this song. I'm still gurgling. <laughs> 9.0 flat. And <coughs> wow. I, yeah, okay. They're lucky it's not higher. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Mark, there's a good takeaway from this song. What's that? It fits firmly into the one hit wonder category, and we're not hearing any more shit out of these people. Take Thank a, God. Take away from you know all the, the the breakdown that we've just discussed of motivations, purpose, and uh, lyrics, and everything else, and it's still fucking song sucks. It just the sound of it, the words, everything. It sucks. It's a shitty song. Agreed. Yeah. Next up, my friend, what are we, we doing? are going to do um, another one that's going to be maybe a little bit surprised to people. Uh, I don't know if we'd say they're good lyrics, um, but they definitely might have some surprises for people. We're going to do Third Eye Blind, Semi-Charmed Life. You've talked about this one for a while. Yeah. We, we I talked about it, and I didn't put it on the list. And then it popped up somewhere. I can't remember if I saw it in a video or, or something happened, and I was like, ooh, we've got to do that. Because I remember the first time I found out what some of the lyrics were, um, they were kind of like quickly edited in a lot of the radio versions because the lyrics come at you so fast it's mm-hmm. going to be a pain in the ass to fucking edit i'm sure yeah um but uh because they come at you so fast they were able to bleep bleep some stuff where you may not have realized stuff was bleeped um it's going to be a joy you're going to edit gonna be that thing time. like a motherfucker you are fast with that finger i've seen it i'm going to have to uh i'm going to have to some of these episodes i just do like this one off the top of my head i'm not listening to the song mm-hmm. some of them especially songs that are fast i usually listen to with one earbud in mm-hmm. i'm like yeah, uh, one yeah. stocking on one stocking off i got one earbud in one earbud out so mm-hmm. i can do the lyrics at the same speed so it makes life a little easier this will definitely be an earbud episode yeah uh, Seth, anything that you want to plug, anything you want to say before we wrap up here? Yeah, come to a tour sometime. TrueTours.com uh, or .org. I'm sorry. Yeah, true, TrueTours.org. Uh, check it out. I take out tours. Uh, I take out a haunted one on Saturday nights. I take out a history one. I think we're going to start doing those every Saturday morning. It might not, not sure about that, but right now it's every other Saturday morning. Also on Thursdays sometimes. Um, it's a lot of fun. I thank you for bringing that up earlier. I haven't said it in a long time. If you do me a favor and go out there and tell a couple of friends about those two guys that talk about lyrics and how they try not to throw up throughout what they're talking about. Indeed. God, we succeeded this time. Thank God. Thank God by the skin of our teeth. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, we appreciate you. Tell a couple of friends if you don't mind and feel free to rate us on whatever you're listening to this on, uh, for Seth. I am Mark. I appreciate you, and uh, and I love you, and I'm in love with you. Uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We will be back next Monday with more Lyrics to Go. Somewhere between my mouth and your ears Some words got lost The idea wandered Thanks a lot for listening. Our theme song was done by Exploding Pages. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for songs or lyrics, you can send them to lyrics to go pod at gmail.com. We'll be back here next week. <laughs>